Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. You know, it's never too late or too early to celebrate the holidays. This is Episode 8 of The Complacence, titled A Complacence Carol. It's the heartwarming and completely original story of record company executive Agnew R. Duros learning the true meaning of Christmas with the help of some ghosts. The next voice you hear is coming to you from December 2nd, 1995. And now, WNUR presents the holiday tradition you've come to love all through the years. It's a very complacent Christmas, and it begins with a very curtain Christmas. Last week on The Curtain, Curtis and Debbie disagreed over paint colors for their apartment. Meanwhile, the sinister Dr. Nightmare and the boisterous Dr. Patriot, stranded in the past, teamed together with their other time-lost companions, Sir Lancelot and Lady Guinevere of Camelot, to think about where in time they might be. We now join The Curtain on Christmas Eve as he sits in his classy Manhattan apartment and sips eggnog with Debbie Duncan, his lady love. Debbie, this cigarette is great. And so is this eggnog. What's in it? I don't know. Here's the carton. Read the side. But last year you made the eggnog. Well, lately I've just been so busy with what with all this heroic adventuring, I just didn't have time to make eggnog. Yeah, we've both been really busy leading two lives, I guess. And seeing as how we're living in sin and don't have any children, it's probably very unlikely that Santa Claus is going to visit tonight. Well, we don't have a chimney either. We don't? Then where does that fireplace go? Curtis, that's just a decorative fireplace. It is? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Curtis, where's the fire extinguisher? Meanwhile, at a soon-to-be-disclosed location in the past... Ah, at last we have arrived at a city. I can't read the welcome sign. It looks like it's written in Hebrew. I don't suppose we could get some other clothes. My suit of armor is getting awfully heavy. Well, if it is your load you wish to lighten, Sir Lancelot, you may cease to carry me and place me upon the ground so that I may walk. Cease your unnecessary prattle, you two. We need to find shelter for the night. Well, it's a good thing we went on my suggestion and followed that star, or else we'd be still lost in that desert. Excuse me, gentlemen, but there seems to be some shepherds trying to get through here. Ah! Sheep stamp stampede! Excuse us. Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. Huh! How rude. I wonder where they're going in such a hurry. No matter. Look, there's an inn. We can stay there for the night. Meanwhile, about 1,995 years later... Curtis, why on earth did you turn on the TV? Come to bed. I'm waiting for the big ball to drop. That's New Year's, Curtis. I can... I can wait a week. Come to bed, Curtis. I promise you won't be sorry. Hold on, Debbie. There's a special news bulletin on the telly. This just in. Uh, we have been collecting reports from around the city of uh, mass burglary tonight. It, it would seem as though some person or persons have been breaking into people's homes and stealing gifts uh, left under Christmas trees. However, no signs of forcible entry on doors or windows have been witnessed. Egad! Somebody's stealing Christmas! 
Oh, and uh, police have taken the Grinch into custody. His spokesman swears that he has no reformed and, and, and he would never perpetrate such a scheme ever again. But he remains the sole suspect in this case thus far. Well, who else but the Grinch would do such a thing? You don't know the Grinch like I do, Debbie. He's a real grump about pretty much everything else, but he's really softened up about the Christmas thing. Stay tuned for more bulletins from our new center. And now back to Dick Clark's all-star celebrity rocking Christmas Eve. Already in progress. Shut up, Debbie. This criminal must be stopped. We're going out to look for him? Darn tootin' we are. But who is it, Curtis? Who's the burglar? I thought all the Brotherhood were in prison, except Dr. Nightmare, who's stranded in the past. Well, I've got a hunch, Debbie, and I'm not sure if we're going to like it if I'm right. Meanwhile, in the past... What did the innkeeper say, Dr. Patriot? No vacancy. Can you believe it? Blah! Well, I raised some hell with him, did some futuristic tricks, you know. And he finally agreed to give us a place to sleep. In the inn? No, out the out. We get to sleep in a stable. The stable? Damnation. To sleep on bundles of hay with the animal stench mixed in. What an insult to my character. Count your blessings, Dr. Nightmare. Inside, I found out that they haven't invented beds here yet. And all the customers of the inn sleep on mattresses of jagged glass fragments. What do you sleep on? What's our room number? Uh, 205. It's right here. Give me the key. I'll unlock it, thank you. You will pay for this insolence. Where is my Lady Guinevere? I'm right here, Lancelot. I was just talking to the people in the stable next door. It seems that the woman staying there is pregnant. Isn't that wonderful? Ahem. Uh, <clears throat> yes, well, I certainly do hope that we will not be awakened tonight by loud birthing cries. Back to the future. We've been scouring the city for almost an hour, Curtis. I don't think he's out here. Wait, Debbie. Look up there. That flying sleigh led by eight tiny reindeer. You don't suppose. Follow that sleigh, Debbie. Moments later, after a high-speed sleigh chase... You see that fat man in that red suit going into that chimney? He's our burglar! Curtis, isn't that Santa Claus? Crouch down, Debbie. He'll s we'll see in a moment. In a moment? He's coming out! Hey, his bag looks a lot more full now than it did when he went down the chimney. That's because he's been stealing toys. Spotlight, Debbie! All right, Chris Criminal, it's curtains for you! Ho, ho, ho! You'll never catch me, foolish superhero. I've got an eight reindeer-powered engine on my sleigh. Yours just has wimpy jets. Ho, ho, ho! See you at the mall! Debbie, did you see that? He was completely clean-shaven, and his cheeks were pale and not at all rosy. That's not Santa Claus. That's bizarro Santa Claus. Bizarro Santa Claus? Yeah, and he's getting away! After him! Meanwhile, in O Little Town of Wherever... It looks like we've got two doubles tonight, everyone. Who's going to sleep with who? I get to sleep with Guinevere. No, I get to sleep with Guinevere. Like hell thou will, patriot. Yon damsel is mine own. I wouldn't be so sure of that, Lancelot. Blasphemer! I'll kill you for that! Not if I kill you first, Rust Bucket! Ah! What was that? I think the woman next door has gone into labor. Let's go check it out. I will not allow you to roll my Guinevere in the hay. Well, it won't be her first time with a stable boy. What? Why, you... Else when? I think he's going to get away, Curtis. Well, I brought along my BB gun, so if you'll take us in range, we'll see just how far that magic sleigh will go, and I set the reindeer free. Blam! Ho, ho! 
Oh, oh, no! The reindeer are all flying off in different directions. Uh-oh. Grab the bag of toys while it's still spinning in midair. Got it. While we've taken Bizarro Santa Claus out of commission, now to rescue the real Santa and have him deliver these toys. But where is he being held? At Bizarro Santa Claus's headquarters. Where's that? Isn't it obvious, Debbie? To the South Pole! Meanwhile, at the Nativity... Oh, Joseph, I think the baby's finally here. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll go boil some water. Uh, we need a doctor. I'm a doctor. Dr. Nightmare, obstetrician at your service. Now, madam, if you will lie back and breathe in quickly and deeply. You, are you the father? Um, yes. Uh, no. Uh, well... Well, get all these animals out of here. They can't be sanitary. Relax, my dear. We'll have that baby out of you in no time. So, art thou the father or not? Uh, well, uh, no, not really. Did thy wife cheat on thee? Uh, no. Uh, no. I, I know she didn't. How dost thou know? Well, let me put it this way. The day we were married, she wore white. And she's worn white every day since. So how did she get pregnant? God, if I know. I only hope it's a girl. There you are, Mary. A bouncing baby boy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Joseph, that's the perfect name. Baby Jesus. Would you like to cut the umbilical cord, sir? Um, he passed out. Excuse me, there's a number of, number of people outside bearing gifts. Shall I let them in? Yes, let them in. Let's go turn in, Guinevere. I think we should make Sir Lancelot and Dr. Patriot share a bed. Don't you? <laughs> Soon, at the South Pole... Oh, thank you very much for setting me free, Curtain and Mini Blinds. You've really saved Christmas. And even better, I get to leave things under trees this year. What do you mean, Santa? Well, every year I go down every chimney, and I discover that there's already a bunch of presents under the tree. So I don't leave any. After a while, I stopped making toys, but I still go to every house every year for the milk and cookies. Well, this year, you have the stolen toys to leave under the trees. Say, thanks for letting me borrow your jet sleigh to deliver them. Well, seeing as how we set your reindeer free, it was the least we could do. Well, I'm off. I have a busy night ahead. Thanks again. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Well, there he goes. Curtis? Yes? How are we going to get home? And so, Bizarro Santa Claus has been defeated, Baby Jesus successfully delivered, and Christmas saved in two completely different eras. But what now? Will Curtis and Debbie get off the South Pole? Are magic reindeer reproducing in nature? Will the Grinch be acquitted? Probably. Tune in in January to the curtain when you will hear Curtis say, That Dick Clark, so young and spry, oops, he dropped dead. And that was a Christmas with the curtain and now we invite your whole family to enjoy the classic Christmas tale a complacence carol well you see doc it all started a few weeks ago when I was dressed up as a chicken and uh, just cut to the chase mr. creamsicle I, I do have other patients that's just it I was chased all over the pizza restaurant until the chef caught me and he cut my head off the next thing I knew I was dripping blood and involuntary fecal matter all over the place that's disgusting disgusting aren't you a doctor 
I may have to look at blood and fecal matter every once in a while, but that doesn't mean I don't find it disgusting. Vama and pus are pretty disgusting, too. Yeah, speaking of which, I've been feeling kind of nauseated recently, especially in the morning. But anyway, I passed out eventually, and, and then I woke up in the hospital, and they sewed my head onto a woman's body. And so you're feeling nauseated in the morning? Hmm. How do you feel about pickles? Smart moms know how kids' minds grow. You got any? Uh, no, not here. That's not a big deal. I'll stop at the supermarket on the way home. I've been having a craving for ice cream, too. I need to ask you a personal question, Mr. Creamsicle. Is that all right? Sure, I guess, Doc. Have you skipped a period? Uh, well, once or twice I skipped study hall, but that was years ago. What are you getting at? No, not that kind of period. The other kind. You know, the woman kind. Oh, that kind. I don't know. I was kind of hoping I'd skip all of them, to tell the truth. Have you had any, though, since the incident? No. Well, congratulations, Mr. Creamsicle. You're pregnant. Pregnant? I'll refer you to an OBGYN who will do ultrasound and amniocentesis. An OBGYN? What the heck time it is that? A doctor who works as an obstetrician and a gynecologist. But I don't get it. How could I be pregnant? Didn't your father ever have that talk with you? No, my mother did. But that's not important right now. Since I got my female body, I haven't, you know, done it with anyone. Except myself. Well, I'm no expert in this sort of thing, but I'd say you're definitely both the father and the mother of this baby. Do you mind if I take some pictures for Newsweek? You mean the Weekly World News. I don't want to be turned into some kind of freak. I'd say you're pretty far along in that transformation process already. Can't can we do something to find the woman who's walking around with my body and switch the heads back? That way she can be pregnant and I can get on with my normal life. We can't do anything until whoever has your body decides to come forward. We probably wouldn't switch the bodies back until after you had the baby anyway. and might be too traumatic for the little one. Too traumatic for the little one? What if I had the baby... You know... Are you crazy? I don't want this office firebombed. This office would be firebombed if you put the baby on a life support system during the operation? Look, I'm going to refer you to a specialist. My nurse will make an appointment for you. All right. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> that wacky goofus. When will he ever learn? Okay, Johnny, I'm ready to go. Put down that highlights for children. What happened? You were right. I've got an appointment to see another doctor on the 27th. I told you there's no such thing as a false positive 39 times in a row. So are we going to go shopping now? It's the Friday before Christmas. Only three shopping days left. No, I have to go ask Agnew Arduro, the president of Flaming Highway Records, for the afternoon of the 27th off so I can go to that appointment. Can't you just call him from the mall? No, then I'll be even more upset. He's already mad that I had to take this afternoon off for this appointment. But I don't get it. Isn't your job managing the complacence and producing all of our albums? No, that's the job I was forced into by you guys. I'm really the management director and the director of A&R. You're both of those things? No wonder you're so tired at night. I only used to be in charge of management, but then the co-founder of Flaming Highway Records died, and I took over his responsibilities, too. Really? Yeah. So why don't you walk home while I drive over to the Flaming Highway offices? What do you mean he's gone home for Christmas already? It's only 4.30. I suppose he won't be back until Tuesday, then. He's taking the week off? Billboard magazine doesn't take the week off. They print their charts every week. Yeah, well, I'll have a few things to say to him Monday after next. Geez, he's taking another day off? Is he ever going to produce another album? Fine, fine. 
I'll talk to him on January 2nd, and he better be there. And what do you want? Uh, well, sir, I, I was just wondering if I could take the afternoon off next Wednesday for you. Oh, one afternoon off isn't good enough for you, Creamsicle. You want to take yet another afternoon off? Uh, yes, I would. You do realize this is the busiest time of year for Flaming Highway Records. Yes, but... Thousands of kids with Musicland and Sam Goody gift certificates under the tree pleading with their parents to take them to Town Center Plaza. And what they decide to buy with those pieces of paper is a significant percentage of our profit for the year. Well, the CDs and cassettes are pretty much in the stores already by the day after Christmas, so you won't really need me at that point. Oh, I need you, all right. I need you to handle reorders from the distributors. I need you to keep an eye on the sales figures and figure out who needs to tour, who needs to put a put out a greatest hits package, who needs to put out a box set, and who needs to be dropped from the label. I could come in another day if there's a major problem. I was planning to do some recording with the complacents on the 28th, but we can push that back. I just have to have the afternoon of the 27th off because I have a doctor's appointment. Another doctor's appointment? What are you trying to do, Creamsicle? Find one who will claim you're eligible for disability payments? No, sir, that's not it. It's just that a woman's health is extremely important, so I need to see a gynecologist. Well, let me see the little card they give you showing when the appointment is. I have to check to make sure you really had one. Oh, I definitely do, Mr. Duro. Come on, Creamsicle. Let me see it. Okay, here you go. Hand it to me. I'd rather not. Then take your thumb off it. All I can see is Wednesday, 1.30 p.m. That's all you need to see, isn't it? I... Give me the card! Uh, this isn't a gynecologist. This is an obstetrician and a gynecologist. <clears throat> yeah, he's really branching out. Creamsicle! Did you get yourself pregnant? Ah, no! Well, actually, I did get myself pregnant. I definitely have been sleeping around, if that's what you mean. I haven't even been sleeping. How could someone who works for me get pregnant? Well, see, sir, when someone who works for you loves someone of the opposite sex very, very much... Shut up, Creamsicle! I warned you, didn't I? I said you could continue to work in this freakish condition, and I was very nice about it. But the minute you slipped up, you were out of here! The last thing I need is a billion camera crews showing up to take pictures of the freak and put him or her all over the news. There is such a thing as bad publicity, and that's it. You're fired! <laughs> fired? But what about the complacents? I don't know yet. Seeing as how they're among our worst-selling artists, I'll either send them on an extended tour or drop them from the label. You can't do that to the kids. They'll be crushed. So will you if you don't get out of this building in two minutes. I'm counting two. Get going, Creamsicle. I'm counting by minutes. What? That's it? Years of faithful service to that record company and they treat you like that? Let's go barge into Agnew Arturo's office and demand he take you back. It's too late. By now he's probably in his 60th story condominium looking down on all the record consumers in this town and... I'm pretty sure it's illegal for him to fire you for getting pregnant. Uh, I'll call the EEOC to make sure. calling the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Due to the holiday, our office is closed. We will return on Tuesday, December 26th at 9 a.m. Until then, have a pleasant holiday. Well, never mind. I'd see if I could find some information on the net, but they repossessed the computer. Yeah, I don't understand how they can repossess all our instruments and studio equipment like that. I still owe Flaming Highway Records a lot of money, and now they can't put liens on my paycheck anymore, so but that's... But my auto harp didn't belong to you, it belonged to me. Did you read your contract? 
Every item used in the production of a Flaming Highway Records album belongs to Flaming Highway Records. Including my soul? That Agnuard Duro really makes me mad. If only something would happen that would show him the error of his ways. That usually means well, but something that shows him the error of his ways, I don't know. It would almost have to be something supernatural. Jeez, it's 5.40 already. I should be in my 60th floor condominium. But with that creamsicle taking the afternoon off and getting pregnant... Let's see, how well is the Santa Scars compilation selling in Ohio? That's it? Dolores, get me the Ohio distributors on conference call. Oh, she went home already. I guess I'll have to look them up myself. Let's see. Ohio. Cleveland and... Dayton? There's a distributor in Dayton? What's there to distribute in Dayton? It's in a good location between Cincinnati and Columbus, and it's a fairly big metropolitan area in its own right. Thanks for clearing that up, Chuck. Thanks for clearing that up, Chuck? Up, Chuck? Chuck? Holy cow, I've been working here too long. I'm hearing things. Uh, Charles, not Chuck. You know that, Aggie. Look up from your desk, would you? Agnew, not Aggie. Ah, I'm losing my mind. What right do you have coming in my office and looking exactly like the late Charles Burroughs, co-founder of Flaming Highway Records? Because I am the late Charles Burroughs, co-founder of Flaming Highway Records. Go away! Make me. Okay, I will. I'll just pick you up and throw you out. Oof! See, it's hard, isn't it? Since I'm in an ethereal form, it's hard to get a grip on me. Oh, I got a grip on you, all right. It's just that you're weighted down with chains attached to old Rockola jukeboxes. Any good tunes in there? Are you kidding? I'll just punch C7 and... Hey, the village people! Uh, this was a bestseller, as I recall. Yeah, everyone had a copy of this. And it could have been on Flaming Highway Records if only I hadn't refused to sign them unless they got rid of their costumes and stopped being gay. Yeah, what did you say to them? I think it was something like, there's only room for one costumed band in music and it's Kiss. And they'll be gone in six months anyway. They're certainly not going to be having KISS conventions in 20 years. Well, I guess you were proven wrong on that one. But seriously, take those chains off and we'll go out to dinner or something. That's just it. I can't take these chains off. I'm doomed to drag these jukeboxes around, filled with all the memories of my bad musical decisions for eternity. What? There's no commandment against a record company making bad decisions? Well, the kind of things we did against the overwhelming evidence that proved otherwise. I mean, look at the Flaming Highway lineup these days. I'll bet you don't even have any bands that play the hot instruments of the day. Sure we do. We have plenty of harmonica players. Harmonica? You have bands that play the harmonica? Well, hope you like hearing their music for all of eternity. The hot instruments these days are the accordion and, especially, the auto harp. The auto harp? The auto harp? There's no way that's the hot instrument. We have a group that has an auto harp player and their albums aren't selling. Aren't selling? But what about... Wait a second, is this 1996? Not for another few days. Oh, well, whatever you do, hold on to your auto harp band. You're kidding. Listen, let me tell you all the problems they've caused. First of all, their manager has your old position as A&R director, but he's way too busy managing them, so I have to do most of his work. And I don't quite understand how it happened, but he showed up one day with his same head, but with a woman's body, and now he's pregnant. 
and the FBI keeps breathing down my neck about some dead German guy that I don't quite understand. And all I remember about my last business lunch with their manager is that my butt ached for three days after it. Listen to me. Problems like those are what rock and roll is all about. If there's no scandal, it's just a flickering candle. Or something like that. Forget it. You can't tell me how to run this record company from beyond the grave. I'm dropping them from Flaming Highway Records first thing in the morning. On the Sunday before Christmas? You've changed, Agnuar girl. I remember when you used to plead with me to give some of those bands another chance to prove themselves. And then it was me who never listened. Well, I'll bet you're going to listen. You're going to be visited by three ghosts. The first one tonight, the second one tomorrow night, and the third one the night after that. Can't I have them on one night and get it over with? No, that's not the way it works. They'll be here at midnight. Can the one tonight wait until 1237? One of our bands is going to be on Letterman unless they get bumped by Letterman's mom baking Christmas pies. No! And just what is a Flaming Highway Records artist doing on Letterman? Are we going for a completely different kind of audience than we used to now? Oh, never mind. We'll have plenty of time to discuss this in the afterlife. Uh, unless you clean up your act, but that's not looking too likely right now. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah, and your jukeboxes are scuffing the floor. Now I've got to get Joe in here to polish the floor again. Oh, shut up, Baggy. What time is it? 11.59? I must have fallen asleep at my desk. Uh, if I get back to my 60th floor condominium quick, I can still catch Captain Crunch and the berries. They were bumped. I saw the live feed. Well, are they going to reschedule? Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Why do you look so much like that personal secretary Adrian Creamsicle hired? I don't know what you're talking about. Here, hold my hand. Oh, don't remind me of that song. Don't tell me. Which one of you is the blowfish, I said. Oh, that's terrible. Well, up you go. Ah, ooh. This is actually neat. We're flying over the city. I can see how this would have scared someone back in the 1800s. But in these days of air travel, I and many other people are used to looking at a world from this perspective. Quiet. I'm looking for an address. Maybe I can help. Okay, look for 314 Locust Street in 1955. 314 Locust Street? But that's my old house. Exactly. What, did you think I was going to show you someone else's Christmas past? Oh, it's my house in 1955, all right. And there's the blue Studebaker in the driveway. And inside, it's Mom and Dad. And me. Well, son, this one looks like it's a present for you from Santa. Oh, boy, I can't wait to see what it is. I think you'll like it. Wow, my very own record player. Thanks, Santa. Now you can play all your Bill Haley and the Meteors records on that and leave our hi-fi free of all that race music. It's called rock and roll now, Dad, and it's the Comets. You'll see, rock and roll is the future of music. Oh, I don't know, dear. The Andrews sisters are pretty futuristic. I'll bet you ten years from now, rock and roll will still be around. Ready to go? Already? But I was just getting interested. Well, see, I'm only going to show you a, a short vignette in each of several years, and they'll all fit together to teach you a lesson, hopefully. You know, I was right about rock and roll. It was still around in ten years. Speaking of ten years, that's where we're going. Over to the university. It's actually kind of cold up here at this altitude. Would you mind if we huddle together for warmth? Forget it, Buster. Oh, look, we're here already. It's the good old student lounge in Bassett Hall. 
I remember those late night study sessions. And it's Chuck. And Don and Phil. Anyone hear the new song on K Beetle Beetle J? I can't believe KBBJ is still calling itself that. It's been almost two years since they invaded America. I heard it, Chuck. It was great. Yeah, it was good, but I didn't like that weird guitar. That wasn't guitar, that was a sitar. A sitar? Yeah, it's an ancient instrument from India. I think the new song is just a forerunner of a wave of psychedelic rock music, both from the British and American bands. What? No more Herman's Hermit's pop tunes? No, they'll just go down to history as a footnote to the British invasion. You know what I was thinking? Someone should develop an American version of the Beatles and hype them just as much as the Beatles. Give them their own TV show or something. Damn it, I messed up. That's not spelled with two E's. Well, don't cross it out. Just put some of the white stuff in this bottle on top of it. It's new. I just found it at the stationery store. You know, Chuck and Aggie, you two know a lot about music. You should start a record company or something. Oh, yeah, right. Like that's ever going to happen. Come on, let's get back to biology. And the good news is we can just turn around for Christmas 1971. You were right across the street. I thought we were going every ten years. 1955 and 1965. And nothing happened to you at Christmas 1975. Something did happen in 1971. Well, here it is, Agnew. <coughs> Flaming Avenue Records will be officially in business out of this old house as of January 1st, 1972. I guess now that the sign's out front, it's too late to call it Duro and Burroughs Records. No, that's too cute. Today's records aren't cute. They're exciting. They're hot. They're flaming. They're driving down the avenue, spreading music wherever they go, like a fire consuming a forest. That's a good analogy. So who's going to have the honor of being on Flaming Avenue Records number one? Well, I was thinking Miss Sadie and her Moog synthesizer. Take my word for it, instrumental electronic music is the wave of the future. Instrumental electronic music is the wave of the future? What was he thinking? He could always predict the trends, but then we started the record company. What happened to him? I have no idea. We're focusing on you, not him. So let's see. Your final stop on this tour will be Christmas 1979. As I recall, you had just moved into the new offices, which were over that way somewhere. Ah, watch the airplane! Hey, it's not my fault your offices are near the airport. Here we are. Oh, <coughs> uh, Aggie, I can't believe you had me come in on <coughs> Christmas. I want to get the new statement of incorporation to the Secretary of State's office by the 27th. <coughs> How could you get it there <coughs> quickly? There's this new overnight delivery service called Federal Express. They're a little more expensive than the Postal Service, but it should be worth it. Well, the Post Service <coughs> is pretty expensive itself. Fifteen cents? <coughs> That's an outrage. Just sign here and we'll be flaming highway records from now on. A great way <coughs> to signal our expansion. Expanding from <coughs> an avenue to a highway. Will you do something about that cough? I'm seeing a doctor on the 27th. <coughs> I've been like this ever since Barry Manilow <coughs> kicked me in the chest. Thanks for your signature. You don't want to <coughs> come over for Christmas dinner? <clears throat> no, I'm going to work late finishing, finishing these up. Uh, you go on home. And let's cut to five hours later. Dayton? We have a distributor in Dayton? Burning. Burning. Flaming Avenue. 
Highway Records. Agnew Arduro speaking. Oh, hi, what's... A blood clot in his lung? Got into his brain? Oh, no. Oh, no. Not Chuck. Well, hope you liked this look back into your past. Bye. What? We can't be done already. I'm still not sure what lesson I'm supposed to have learned from all this. I'm still not sure what happened to our ability to forecast trends. Am I not supposed to work so hard on Christmas? Should we go back to psychedelic music? What about Andrew's sister's reissues? And why do you leave me standing here in front of the office? It's cold out here. Hey, are you Agnew Arduro? Who wants to know? I'm the ghost of Christmas present. You know, you look a lot like that rural yokel in that band of creamsicles. There's no rural yokels in a band of creamsicles. Just vanilla ice cream and a fruity popsicle shell. Anyway, let's go and see how everyone's doing this Christmas, shall we? I'll just snap my fingers. The ghost of Christmas past had to fly around. Yeah, and I snap my fingers because I get airsick. Hey, what's this? Just a typical house, Christmas morning. Well, son, this one looks like it's a present for you from Santa. Oh, boy, I can't wait to see what it is. I think you'll like it. Uh-huh, a harmonica. Well, thanks, Santa. What? He should be thrilled to get a harmonica. It's the next big thing. That's what you think. Anyway, let's go somewhere else. Who owns, who owns this broken-down recording studio here in the poor section of town? Your former, your former employee, Adrian Kimsicle. Oh, I don't know if I can look at this. Too bad. You have to. All right, Yahtzee again. Uh, it's actually a lot easier to get Yahtzee when you only have two dice, Gunner. That's all we have. All my Yahtzees are making up for not getting any large straights. I can't believe all the presents were hidden in the trunk of your car. That's the only place I could hide them. Alanis would probably throw them away in a misguided attempt to clean up if I put them in any of the closets. Now, I didn't want to take the risk of hiding them in the recording booth if we lost the key again. I didn't think there was any way my car would be repossessed. I've got an idea. Why don't we have a pretend gift exchange? See? Fig's thinking, unlike the rest of you. Why don't you start, Fig? Okay, Mr. Creamsicle, this first present's for you. For me? Why, Fig, thank you very much. I know whatever it is, I don't deserve it. Oh, wow. Look at this wrapping paper. And this great job of wrapping. I think Screen Tickle's finally lost Wow, it. Fig, it's the nicest one of those things I've ever had in my life. Uh, what is it? It's a guide to punctuation. A guide to punctuation? Yeah, Johnny was talking about this problem you've been having over the last few weeks, and I didn't want you to ever miss another period. Tell me, spirit. What's wrong with that boy? I don't know exactly. I just think he's stupid or something. And I don't know if I'd call him a boy. I meant boy in the metaphorical sense. Wait a minute, Fig. Where'd you hide your presents? In the trunk of Mr. Creamsicle's car. And it was hard to squeeze them in with all that other stuff in there, especially the piece of the densest rock in the universe that I got to give to Fred. Oh, no wonder my back bumper was dragging on the ground like it was there. I don't get it, spirit. They're laughing and joking. I thought by this time that they might all be croaking. The studio looks completely undressed. Everything valuable's been repossessed. The bank took guitars, they took all the mics. They took the Ford Taurus and BMX bikes. They took the piano, they took the marimba. They took Disney stuff, like the statue of Simba. They took that weird thing, what's it called, auto harp. They took seven copies of John Irving's Garp. I mean what I say, and I'm not being fickle. I thought that they cleaned out Adrian Creamsicle. I guess you were wrong. Now I must depart. 
You could take a man's stuff, but you can't take his heart. Hey, that was pretty catchy. Wait a minute, where'd he go? These ghosts keep disappearing on me. Oh well, at least I can watch some more of these guys' wacky hijinks. Hey, what happened? The house went dark. Boo. Ah! You startled me. Wait, don't tell me. You're the ghost of Christmas future. No, actually I'm the ghost of Christmas yet to come, because it sounds more dark and foreboding. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I look a lot like that angry guy in that band of creamsicles, but it's not me. Oh, oh wait, I'm, I'm not supposed to be talking this much. I've, I've got to think ominous. Where... where are you going to take me? We'll just stay right here. What? No, I, I guess that's not the way to be ominous. Oh, we're still here at Creamsicle's place. But what's that sign over there? Why don't you go read it? Coming soon to this site. A new 90-story condominium. But, but, I've got a 99-year lease on the highest condominium in this town so I can look down on all the record consumers in this town. Hello? Um, have either of you seen Adrian Creamsicle? My name's Blind, and I was supposed to interview with him for a job, but I guess I missed him. I've been waiting an awfully long time. Sorry, I can't help you. I haven't seen him either. Well, then I'll just sit over here on this beanbag and chair and wait for him. Come on, show some compassion. Oh, all right. Uh, that's not a beanbag chair. That's actually... Well, it looks like some kind of giant fungus. Really? That would explain why it doesn't seem to be filled with beans. Why don't you wait over here... Well, you're not in the path of a bulldozer. Uh, thanks for all your help. No problem. There, didn't that feel good? Off to the mall. Hi, welcome to Blockbuster. There's a sale on sofas in our furniture department, and don't forget to see the new flowers in our nursery out back. Where's the music department? Music is over to the West Wing on the fifth floor, behind the pet supplies. Oh, here, you don't need to walk. Whoa! That teleporting thing is disorienting. Hi, welcome to Blockbuster. The Hootie and the Blowfish box set is on sale for only one seventy nine eighty eight, And don't forget to see the auto-harp section. Didn't I just see you downstairs? That was probably another one of the Blockbuster sales clones. Oh. Wait. Did you see... Did you say auto-harp section? That's right. Auto-harp music has been popular for many decades now, and its popularity shows no signs of abating. Let me guess. It became popular in 1996. No, actually not until 1998. Although most music scholars now agree that they could have become popular as early as 1996 if the right group had come along at that time. Excuse me. Hi, welcome to Blockbuster. The Beatles Anthology, Volume 67, will be released on Tuesday just in time for Christmas 2. Don't miss the special in-store appearance by a holographic projection of Ringo Starr's great-grandnephew. Christmas 2? It's on December 29th. After everyone returns the Christmas presents they originally got you, Christmas, too, is the day they give you the presents you really wanted. But I've said too much already. Let's go to the offices of Flaming Highway Records. Ghost, I... Wait a second. These can't be the offices of Flaming Highway Records. This building looks even worse than that shack of creamsicles. Extra! Extra! Another mega mega merger deal announced! Think all about it! Newswaper, sir? Sure, we'll take one. That's no newspaper. It's a tiny little computer chip. Not newspaper. News wafer. Here. Ouch. What did you do that for? Wait a minute. I can see the headline. 
Time Warner, Sony, and Polygram BMG merge, creating world's only record company. World's only record company? That's right. <clears throat> Actually, there have only been two record companies for a long time. And there's no independent record companies? None at all? Oh, nonsense. Well, it must have been about the time none of them picked up on the auto-harp trend. What? How could that happen? We've got just one more stop to make. Let's go. I hope it's better news. Oh, no, not the cemetery. Yes, the cemetery. Look, over there. Five identical tombstones. But who could it... Adrian Creamsicle? And the Complacents? But these look worn and weathered. What year did they... 1996? For some reason, they were desperate to change their sound. There was a little accident with an organ. An organ? After harmonicas, the next big musical... What was that? Nothing, nothing. And over there, looks like a funeral. It's me, isn't it? No, I was just pointing it out for interest. Let's go home. Stop that. I know it's me. I'll just ask the priest. Father, excuse me, Father. Whose funeral is this? It's Agnew Arduro, isn't it? This is the servicer Bill O'Connor. And how did you know my name? Ah, I've become a priest! Ah! 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 ah. Cream. <laughs> Spirit, tell me that these are merely shadows of what is to come. I still have time to change these things. I don't want to be a priest. Oh, wait, I guess if I were a priest, young boys would... Wait a minute, what am I saying? Ah! Wait another minute. I'm back in my 60th floor condominium. Oh, I hope I haven't missed it. I hope there's still time. You there, young boy on the street below. What day is this? I said, what day is this? Oh, darn these modern windows that don't open. I know I'll find out from TV. And we'll be back with Regis and Kathy Lee and more of the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade after these messages. Oh, hooray! I haven't missed it. It's not too late. Sunnybrook Farms, this is Agnew Arduro. Send your best turkey to Creamsicle Studios. No, I don't know the address. Look it up yourself. No, a dead one. Hello, this is Agnew Arduro. Send all the stuff you repossessed back. Yes, I know it's Christmas. Well, I don't care how you get it back. Just do it. Let's see. I spy something eggshell white. The ceiling. Oh, you guessed it. Uh, let's try again. I spy something off-white. That wall. Nope. That wall. That's it. You're really good at this. You know, the whole point of this game is really to guess what object the person is thinking of. What objects? We don't have any more objects. I spy something wearing a ridiculous orange and green sweater. Red. It's the only one they didn't repossess. At least I'm wearing something. Well, I was in the shower when they came to take everything. Will you guys quiet down? I'm trying to figure out how much we... How much... How do we get this stuff off our back? I've got an idea. Why don't we have a pretend gift exchange? How will that help us get our stuff back instead of off our back? Because maybe if we don't think about our stuff, it'll just magically appear. Fig, when they repossess your stuff, they don't come back the next day in a truck and go down the I thought they repossessed that. Who is it? 
Open up, Creamsicle. You know damn well who it is. Well, actually, no, I don't. It couldn't be my former boss. He thinks I'm a freak and thinks men's heads with pregnant women's bodies have no place in the music business. Cut it out, Creamsicle. I'm here to apologize. Really? Really. Oh, all right, come in. Hey, there's all our stuff on the front lawn. All right. You guys just go on out there and sort through it. Uh-uh, not you, Fig. What? Say goodbye to your old auto harp. Goodbye, auto harp. Wait a minute, why? Because I brought you a Christmas present. A new solid gold auto harp. <gasps> the Cordmaster 2000 auto harp with a solid gold body with guaranteed for life strings with felt made only from the fur of shed by osters within a 12 mile radius of Boise, Idaho. Oh, thank you, Mr. Duro. All right, I found my guitar. I found my microphone. I found the book of mazes I was working on. And Adrian, I'd like to hire you back at Flaming Highway Records. But not in your old position. Oh, you want me to be a secretary, is that it? Well, let me tell you something, mister. Just you... hold on a minute, Creamsicle. Let me finish. I want you to be the full-time manager of the Complacence. Jump it, Joyo Noel! But why? Let's just say I've gotten some good tips on what the next big thing in music is going to be. Girl groups that are actually men's heads on women's bodies? Oh, you just keep being your wacky self. No, really, what is the next big, big thing? I'm not telling. I don't want to ruin the surprise. Well, it, must it must be, be mazes, then. Since you have your instruments back, why don't you play something? Really? You want to hear them play? Sure, I want to hear Flaming Highway's new cash cow. I mean, I want a beer naming Friday to crash now. That's what I thought you said. Let's do a Christmas song, guys. How about an up-tempo rocker? Something secular, like Jingle Bell Rock. I was kind of hoping we could keep the mass in Christmas. Well, we wouldn't have to do a Catholic song, but you know what I mean. Let's combine the two then. I've got an idea. Follow my lead. A one and a two. For the town of Bethlehem, there's no room at the end. Joe and Mary went to the barn to have their kin. And our dear Savior's birth brought the peace. He's all such mirth that they hung star up in the sky just like a disco ball. And they threw a great big barnyard dance for all. That's a sin. Oh, ho, ho, holy night. You've got us feeling right. What peace and joy to this world do you bring? Oh, ho, ho, holy night. Oh, shining star so bright. You lead us to the Jesus Christmas flame. And into the stable came three wise men from the west. Four. When it came 
came to rock and roll and these cats were the best. They said, we are poor, complacent, and we have no gifts to bring. But Big will play his drums for you and wait till you hear us sing. Oh, just wait until you hear us sing. here you got the week off when i heard the complacents were in trouble all i wanted to know was how much it was a lot but we seem to have gotten out of it by now except for my condition that is you're pregnant i knew it but i don't think i'm the father am i uh i'll explain it to you later ding dong oh ajax christmas livery service Let's see, I've got a tree right here. I'll just put it up against next to this window here. Gee, do they still make wooden Christmas trees? And your turkey from Sunnybrook Farms. I'll just set that down here. And last but not least, a telegram for Agnew R. Duro. Not a singing baby gram, I hope. I've already gotten eight of those. No a regular Western Union telegram. Gee, do they still send Western Union telegrams? Quiet, everyone. It's a telegram from London. Oh, Ontario. From CHLO Radio. Just heard Complacent's album. Stop. Putting it into power rotation. Stop. Yeehaw and Merry Christmas. Wow! One of the 200 most influential radio stations in Canada is going to be playing the Complacent's! Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old lang syne? In days of old lang syne, my dear, in days of old lang syne, we'll drink a cup of kindness yet for old lang Look, Mr. Creamsicle, teacher says every time a bell rings, a man's head and a woman's body gets pregnant. Yeah, Fig. That's right. That's right. Very Complacent Christmas has been a WNUR Library of Congress Read More About It project. If you would like to read more about men's heads being attached to women's bodies getting pregnant, uh, the Library of Congress recommends the following books. My Life in Tabloid Journalism by Larry Stevens. A Thousand and One Scientific Impossibilities by the editors of Science Digest magazine. And 30 Horrifying Tales of Science Fiction by various authors. If your local library doesn't carry these books... 
go to one that does. And don't miss it when the Complacents return to WNUR after a well-deserved vacation. The new season of the Complacents premieres on Saturday, January 6th, 1996 at 2 o'clock a.m. Same time, same station, New Year. And now, a special Christmas message from Taekwondon't. At midnight, midnight Dolly Santa, Santa comes sliding out your ass. He's, He's got, got a bag, bag. It's, it's full of toys. Her name is Mrs. Claus. Hey, <laughs> Merry Xmas to ya. Merry Triple Xmas from Taekwondo. Yeah. Taekwondo wishes you the very merriest of Xmases and thanks you for buying so many of our records. Yeah, buy our records, man, and Merry Christmas, and have a Happy New Year, and man, yeah. yeah. See you on TV. Looks, looks like Coily left you a present underneath your tree, American. I couldn't help it. I had to go. <laughs> hey, Coily, um, maybe you should get some uh, intestinal control for Christmas, eh? Hey, huh? shouldn't we have some jingle bells? Yeah, I got some. I got my keys. <laughs> yeah. I got my keys too, man. Yeah. Grandma yeah. got run over by Taekwondo in a big ass monster truck. <laughs> Coming home from one. your house Christmas Eve. Yeah, because yeah, you just had sex with your grandmother. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. From Coily. Bowser. Ridley. And Evil Otto. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. <laughs> Taekwondo, don't forget to buy our album. Back now in the present, here's what's coming up on the next episode. The Complacents are playing the final show of their first concert tour, but Gunner is missing, and the very pregnant Adrian Creamsicle is very emotional about that and everything else. Until next time, this has been the Complacents Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking. <laughs>